What's up, ladies and gents? Today I want to talk to you about why it's very hard for me to work with unknown elements outside my control. Uh, so here's what it is. When I go into a city and I play a club, I'm very lucky to be able to do that. Um, but what happens is when you're in, in L.A. or New York, it's like the Avengers, you know, meaning that like the best, usually the most known comedians in the world are in those two places usually the best comedians. And obviously there's great comedians in other cities, but I'm just saying, generally speaking, it's a mix of, of uh, you know, the best of the best and the most known in New York and L.A. And now Austin is becoming or is that. And so when you do something called a lineup, usually what it is is, you know, a three-hour show. Like at the comedy store, it goes from nine to one or four hours, and it's just every 20 minutes is somebody new, you know. You're going to see, you know, Bobby Lee, Burt Kreischer, Jeff Ross. You're going to see people that are beyond headliners, that are, you know, headliners and legends. And it's just rare. You don't get that in Dayton, Ohio. It doesn't mean there's not great comics there, but that's different. And then when you go on the road as a comedian, you they put your name on the marquee. You sell what you sell. And then basically, um, you're the star for that weekend. So it's like a a mix of every star for smaller time in LA just to stay within the mix in the community. And then when you're on the road, you're your single star. So when you're on the road, you like to come out and you like to bring people that you know. The clubs are very accommodating and places are like, okay, who's your opener? And that's a person who takes care of you, films you, helps sell your merch, you know, punches up your jokes. I, I like to do a two person show and, um, Usually sometimes, you know, there'll be a local comic there and, you know, it's not bad. It's good for the, if, if I'm really tight with the club and, and people in the city, they'll say, oh, we're going to put so-and-so up and they're going to MC. And it's like, okay, that's cool. You know, sometimes I, if I don't know the place as much, it's, it's like an element that I can't control. So I'll be like, well, I'm just going to keep it a two person show. But, you know, I like to let the community, you know, that's how they thrive. I might see somebody brilliant. And, you know, I've met a lot of my my openers by doing that. So it's good for me. It's good for them. Um, but it's a crapshoot sometimes because there's no training of the system. And the biggest thing is when you let an unknown person work with you is the biggest thing is how annoying are they going to be? Or do they get it? And that's what this is about. Do they get it? And this is a section of the pods. Do you get it? So uh, I had three interesting Local people open for me recently, or just MC. I'm scared to talk about one of them. <laughs> fucking scared. I go in, I travel all day. I'm in. I go into the green room. This is a young local guy, very funny guy, but no one raised these kids right. I get in the green room, and there's usually in the green room a couple of chairs and a nice couch. Well, where is he at? So I fly in. I'm exhausted. We're going to start in 25 minutes. He's on the couch. He's got the whole couch. He's laying down. What's up, bro? Okay. Already what? You're in the green room. I want to relax. You took the best seat. Okay. Now, remember, my name is on the marquee. The show is because I'm there. You wouldn't have a show at this time. So I consider that I think I deserve that. Like, this is how it works. Like, it's, I have a rider, right? And And usually, you know, there's so much overturn with clubs and such that it's hard, you know, some people to see every point in your rider. 
But I'm like, all right. So I have my middler there, and I'm like, kind of hoping he'll let the guy know somehow to get it. And uh, the guy talks a little bit, not terrible. And uh, then he's got the game on, his phone, with no headphones. Best couch, the local MC, the game on, blasting, no headphones. Do I want that? Did, did, did anyone ask if I wanted that? No. So we've got two shows. He goes, I just walk around. I'm like chilling out there. I'm checking out the first crowd. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to fucking not say anything, which it shouldn't have to be that way. I tell my middle, I'm like, yo, try to get, you know, see if the guy gets it. Because, again, if I say something directly, I'm an asshole, and I'm going to tell you why. But I'm not. It's just that that's how it is because I'm the asshole. Because I'm me. And I'm getting to the point where it's like, my life is too crazy, dude. I have to control this shit. So I'm trying to tell you, if you want to work with people, these are the simple rules. This is pretty much for the comedy community, this pod. So then I go up. I do my shots. Everything's good. I like the first crowd. Some people didn't like it, but I did. We do the meet and greet. Everything's there. No help, really, with the meet and greet. Again, though, people might not know if they think they're going to be in my way or whatever. But still, just... You know, pitching in, looking for problems. How can I help it anyway? That will go a long way in my book. Uh, I go back to the green room. Pretty much the same setup with the couch and the game. Uh, But now there's a half-eaten cheeseburger, and it's just spread all over the table. So pretty much, this is his world. I'm the fucking visitor. I tell my guy, I tell the fucking, I tell the fucking owner. I'm like, bro, listen, look at this setup. I go, what do you see? He's like, okay, I get it. I'm like, dude, help me here. He says something, gets the guy's direction all changed. It's fine. Guy's a great comic. After the show, nothing ever was said weird. We talked. We took pictures. We were in the meet and greet. Sweet guy. You know, I, he's a sweet guy. No ill intentions whatsoever. But I could just tell there's rules and regulations that people just don't get. And that's what they need. They need to learn rules and regulations of like, yo, what does this particular person want? So, would I work with that dude again? You know, yeah, I think he's malleable. So, yes. As a comedian, yes. Like, he, he's very funny. Uh, will be known in this business. But he just needs to be cool if somebody sits him down and goes, yo, this is how this works, man. Don't take this personal. But, you know, this person comes in. You got to give them their space. You got to chill this. And then when they allow you to come in because they're chilling, do it, you know, don't eat, fucking spread food all over the place and fucking put the, so then we all are watching the game. I don't want to watch the game right then, but we're all watching the game. You get it? It's the same people that are on FaceTime on an airplane. I don't want to be on that phone call, but when you do that, we are all on that phone call. We're all talking to fucking your grandma, and that's the narcissism and rudeness of this world that we live in right now. We're all on that call. When your baby cries, you can't stop it. I get it, but we all are the parents at that point. When your dog is Bucking, barking, we're all a dog owner. And that's just the truth. And please, if you're one of these people that make excuses, please, please go into the beach and walk into the ocean. Just keep walking. Because you just go, I understand you can't control your dog. But if you can't, don't bring it to a public fucking place at that time. You can at least control your face fucking time. Right? So that, 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 that's like, so, and again, so that's a baby one. There was another one, but I'm not, it's so specific, I'm not going to say it. That was weird, but... You know, it's fine. I got through it. Again, my whole goal is to not to let people think that they know I'm annoyed because I have to be the good cop 
and then I have someone else be the bad cop. And that's unfortunate. I'd like to be direct with them, but the reason I can't be is what's about, about why I'm about to tell you right now is delusion of the human. The reason people like me are wary of working with unknowns is the next story I'm going to tell you. And it fucks it up for everybody. If you think I'm worthy of anything, if you think I'm worthy of access, if I'm in a club and you're a local person and you go and you kill in front of me, whatever you believe or not, that could lead to like more road gigs, that could lead to like a cut of merch, that could lead to like a writing job. Who the fuck knows? Right, it could lead to like, oh, you're a great actor. I mean, this is, I could tell you the people that have opened for me, the list is long. And you'd be like, damn, that person opened for you? Damn, that person opened for you? Uh, so that's, that, that's a good thing to have. So I wouldn't, I would acquiesce to any person that's names on the marquee, whether, you know, uh, you know, whether it's John Mulaney or Southern Mama. You know, that's a good, I cut a big swath there. Of everything in between. But, you know, I would because I'm, a, I'm an achiever. I'm a getter. You know, like, you, you, I, I, I'll never forget this. A huge producer. I'm going to tell you this story and then I'm going to go to my next thing. Remind me of this. Huge producer. Top two producer in town. I was on a movie. I'll never forget this. Here's an example. Oh, my God. This is, a, this is an example of what people don't get. I was with... This humongous producer, the 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 bit like super legendary, and I first, besides seeing his name on movies, I went and paid money to watch him speak at a very big film school once, and I got to ask him a question just because I was fascinated by the business, and he had a slow, slow bit for a while, and then when I got there, he was picking up on his new regime of new movies and he was going to get hot again. And he's, you know, the big, he's the biggest, might be the big, he might be the biggest, second biggest. I don't know. He's right there. And I got my question. I asked, it was insane. You know, I got to ask him a question. Uh, and then I was it. It was just an unknown actor. And then sometime later I got to work with him. Now I didn't have a huge part, but I was in his air and I'm, and he's a great dude, very reasonable, plays everything very close to the vest. So if he, if, 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 like, I can't tell you the different things that have happened to me in this business. Nothing's ever been unnecessary ter terribly. But if they were like, listen, you're going to have to wait 72 fucking hours before we shoot your cutaway of you just looking. And that's the way it is. I would sit in my trailer and just practice me looking. Because I'm in love with being on camera. I'm in love with Hollywood. I'm in love with being in movies. And I, the, the end goal is bigger than me. Okay. I am also a entity in my own right where things are built around me. But I know the packing order of such that when I'm on something that's bigger than me, I'm a piece of the wheel. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between starring in your own movie and starring with 10 of the Avengers. They all have to kind of like, it's incredible feat that, that those, but the movies make so much money that all the egos are, they co they acquiesce with each other very nicely. But all of those people are stars in their own right. And, and there's a mutual respect and all that. So that's what I'm trying to say here. Think of that model. So if 
people were to ask, I, I I would do anything, you know, I've, I've, I, to, to just be in this, the game, right? And I was with this huge producer, and I got to have dinner with him, and it was a couple of us, and I just remember watching this chick talk this dude's ear off, and their fucking levels of life couldn't be more different. I mean, he's this fucking humongous thing, and she's just this little, you know, young lady trying to get by in life, and she is just yapping, and he's like, huh? And the lesson I learned is he just let them feel like they were the most important person in the room. And I was like, damn, I'm going to say less to this dude. I don't want to talk too much at all because he's just observing everything. It was an incredible life lesson. And that's why he's on the top of the game. He never, you never have a card against him. He's always, he, you're, you're, you're next thing you know, you told your whole life story. And he hasn't said two words and you're like, oh fuck. So A, it's going to be annoying because he's got to do, he's absorbed that. But B, it's like, that's a great game, right? Like he makes you feel that comfortable. But he shouldn't have to be that person. So what's the backstory? The backstory is is that there's packing orders in life. And people don't realize this more and more. New generation, because there's all these social causes, they think that that means that it's the same in an environment where it's not. Meaning like everyone has a basic human right. But if you're a warehouse worker and executive at Amazon, the executive at Amazon just has more power than the worker doesn't mean the worker can be shit on but it also means the worker has to be compliant within the rules of the system does that make sense and if not you just can't be a worker so again if i ramble let me know but this is the example of why it's hard for me to work with unknown elements so i go to this club recently and it was awesome it's a great club uh you know I sold most of my shows out. I had like one show that wasn't sold out. Uh, it's a fucking really cool club, you know, very comic friendly, amazing food, great owner, great staff. And they have a thing where every show, different MCs will open up for you. And that's, and it's beautiful. It's great for the community. It's great for me. There's new energy. And I don't have to have it if I don't want it. But I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's have local people do it. And uh, I get there, and there's this uh, young female comic, and uh, she's very cool, and everything is fine, um, you know. And I just say, "How you doing?" And introduce myself, and I'm just doing my thing, and you know, there's not. She's doing her thing. My uh, middle act is doing his thing. And then at some point, since I hadn't been there in a while, I said, "Well, how do I get up to the stage? It's to the right, right?" And she's like, "Yeah, just go up here to the right and go through there." Um, and, uh, you know, and I said, can you give me a light or tell someone to give me a light? He's like, and then she's like, oh, there's a clock in the back, but I'll give you a light. But you can see the clock right there. And I was like, okay, I love clocks, but it's clubs because then you can just, you know, sass out your set. And then we're just standing there and then there's a moment and uh, she's like, I'm going to light him in about two minutes. And I was like, okay. And she just stops and she says, um, and just looks at me and says, he's eating it hard, by the way. And I was like, what? What? Like, that's just out of the blue. A person I don't know says he's eating it hard, by the way. Um, and I'd flown all day. I drove all day. It's my first show of the weekend. This is an unknown person I haven't worked with. And I had gone in there specifically during the show to just feel out the crowd's energy. And he had done a joke 
talking about Biden, which I guess a lot of people do, and you can have your own take on it. And he killed. And I'm like, this fucking guy is using like a Biden reference. And he said something else, and he killed. So when I was in there for a minute, he was doing really good. So I said, really, that's funny, because I walked in there, and I heard I heard some laughs. And she goes, oh, okay. She goes, I just, yeah, it's been quiet for a minute. So I'm like, all right. Like, I'm thinking, like, I don't need a live-action Yelp here, and I'm sensitive to it because people will come at people when they bring their own people because they'll be like, oh, uh, you, some, they'll, they'll say sometimes headliners bring people that are uh, not great comics. So that is one thing I'd be sensitive at to make yourself look better. Uh, that's something I never do. I've had all types of openers, male, female, black, white. I bring who's going to work with me the best. And yes, they have to be really good on stage. And you can ask anybody around. I usually have a very strong middle act to the point where people want to take pictures with them. To the point where they're like, oh, man, you're middle. They'll shit on me and they'll like the middle. So that's one thing I don't do, but that's something that gets in my craw when somebody from, you know, Daytona Beach or wherever says, oh, they, they're known for bringing a shitty middle, so they look better, right? That's just a comic thing. It's, just, it's annoying. But if you look at the people that have opened up for me, a lot of people have fucking gone on to greatness. So that's something I don't do. But that's always going to be a teeny annoying thing in my craw. Especially, it's not like... A known comic is going saying that to me. It's usually a local from like Topeka, right? But that's okay. That You know, like I said, that's just a baby trigger in me. And also, I just thought, well, it's a weird thing to say. You don't know me. And I was just in there. So it felt like this weird, like competitive thing. I have no idea, right? So I just said, okay. So I told her that. And then, said, and then I stopped and I said, I go, well, well, how's the crowd? I go, well, how'd you do? And she goes, I did great. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know where I'm going. So it's like, yo, you don't know me. You shit on the middle guy who's the sweetest guy who does very well. There's going to be times where there's going to be some slow, slows in his setup, but he get huge laughs. I see people take pictures with him outside of the show. You review him, which is just weird because we're artists. We don't have to review each other. And then... You say, you did great, so you put yourself on a higher pedestal, and he shit the bed. Where you could have just said, the crowd, it's Thursday, they're a little tight. You know, I just want to let you know they're a little annoying. Now, granted, she, just, just, she wasn't going to bring me up. I always do tag team, where I let the MC open do their thing, and then I have my middle guy, because they know how to bring me up. And then I let the local MC close the show. So there was no reason, there's nothing, she's not going to bring me up. So then she was like, I was like, okay. And he's like, I feel like this has gotten awkward. And I said, yeah, it's fine. I said, it's just like, I don't know why I, you know, you took a shot. And she's like, well, I just, and she's like, I'm sorry. I took, and I was like, it's totally fine. And, and then I said, you got to watch my movie. And she's like, scream Malibu. And I'm like, no. Cause I literally just came from a premiere of my movie the night before. Don't suck. And there's a scene in don't suck where an, where an opening, op where pretty much an unknown comic asked the headliner, all this shit. And my character says, let me give you a tip. You want a tip? Don't talk to the headliner when he's about to walk on stage and fill his head with bullshit. And it's a line in the movie. And it gets a big laugh. And I'm literally like, I was living out this scene. And she's like, okay, I thought that was weird. But okay, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Just, you know. And it was cool. He brings me up. I have a set. It's a good set. Whatever. It's Thursday. I was trying to get through it. The weekends were even more sets. But people seem to like the show. 
You know, not every fucking show is going to be fucking insane, but it was good. Um, so then after the show, I'm doing my merch and stuff. My guy's helping me sell. And uh, I always like to make tie up loose ends. I hate that. That's why I have some issues with my mother's final moments of her life. That's like I have some regrets on. I try to I have like emotional OCD. My friend Kyle told me this and I believe it's probably true. And I have to clean up messes. You know, I hate having loose ends. It's like I, I try not to have a messy breakup, all that shit. So basically, I tell the owner or the, the manager of the club, I said, hey, is so-and-so here? I'd love to talk to her for five minutes when I'm done with my merch. And she's like, okay, yeah, let me see if she's around. So she goes and talks and comes back. I go, is that cool? She goes, she said, yeah, she'll hang out and you guys can talk. But just want to let you know, she said, this feels like a power move. Now, once that was said, this is a whole other ball of wax. This is a whole other ball of wax when, when that was said to me. So I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. And the woman who manages this place is cool as a cucumber. And I said, okay, well. So I'm trying to rush to get done because I don't want to make this person wait, even though I don't know where else they're going that night. I know they have their own life. But, hey, you get to work in a club. It's cool. You want to talk to somebody. I just wanted to, like, make sure things were good, right? That's how I am. And I wanted to see all four on the same page. So I end the merch up. She comes right up to my table. She's like this, like, and I said, hey, can we come in here for a second? So we go into the back room, and I said, will you come, the manager, and witness this conversation? She said, sure. And there's cameras in the room. So it's, I think, pretty smart, right? And the younger comes, was like, well, why is she here? And I go, and you know, and she goes, because it's 2023. And I said, yeah. And she says, okay, well, I don't think you're weird or anything. And I said, I know, but, you know, there's cameras here, and it's just, as a person's like verbally hearing our convo, so everything's okay. And she's like, fine. And I just said, and she was like, look, I'm really sorry. We had a miscommunication. And I said, it's fine. I'm not mad about it. I just wanted to know, like, I just want to let you know, like, when we do shows, just I wanted to keep it positive, you know what I mean? And, and I don't know why we have to, like, kind of raid each other, and especially when he was doing good, and you said he didn't, and you were doing great, but he, you know, I didn't even watch her set, and I'm sure she was great. So then that, that, that she, we could have ended it there. She could have been like, yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. You're cool, dude. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I don't mean any awkward. I just want to be like, I don't mean any awkwardness. You know, I don't know. And she could have been like, yeah, I don't know. I fucking in the moment. I don't know who you are. I just, and we could have just did that like this. And it could have been a vulnerability there. And then the more you're vulnerable, the more I'm vulnerable. And then boom, and it's done. And it's three minutes, right? Well, that wasn't the case. There's a defenses system that went up there. She's not going to admit this. And once I said, you know, I just wanted to, you know, I don't know why you're rating him and it's cool, but he's a great guy. And and I said, I don't know why you had to say that. And then she said, well, you know, I'm not trying to name it, but she's like, she said in this, and then she said the state's name. So she said, in this particular state, in our scene, we don't kiss each other's ass. And I said, okay. All right, so what happened? That That's the second red flag now. So you understand what I'm saying? The power move was already one thing that put us off in a tizzy. And now this is the second thing. So she's telling me how a scene works with a bunch of people I don't fucking know. And anybody I ever know from that scene left that fucking scene and now moved to L.A. But she's now the mayor of the scene and telling me how it works. Although it's a scene I play a billion times. Okay. So now I got two bullets in me. You know, I'm bleeding a little bit. I'm like... Okay, 
how do I, there's so many things to answer, but this is what I tell people. You can be encouraging to someone and it's not kissing their ass. When people say that, that to me is a high sense of insecurity, okay? If people are, I'm not a yes person, I'm not this, that's this bullshit that society puts on. I have people around me that are supportive. There's a difference between support and sycophants. And I've had a lot of people that weren't sycophants. They're haters. And you don't know about it. And you start realizing, oh, the money's out of your bank account. You know, this fucking person said this shit behind your back. You're like, what the fuck? Let me explain the differences between a supportive person who's critical going, yeah, they're a Thursday crowd. He's having a little tough set. He was up and down. But, you know, they're Thursday, whatever. That's, that's keeping it real without, like, putting me here and him there. And we don't know each other. As opposed to, we don't kiss each other's ass. Here's what a sycophant is. I'm doing heroin. You're making $1,000 a day as my assistant. You're making $30,000 a month. I'm doing heroin. You know that said heroin keeps me in such a state that I'm not making the best decisions. I ask you point blank, do you think I'm doing too much heroin? And the person who's making the $1,000 a day is going, oh, no, no, no. It's not affecting your life at all. That is a sycophant. Co-signing bad behavior so their life doesn't get fucked up. Do you understand? They're funneling money out of you in many different ways, whether it's drugs, sack, business, shady deals, whatever. There are people that do this. Those are sycophants. Those are leeches. Those are, those are bad energies, okay? But being complimentary or being constructive or being great or being, you know, like loving but honest is okay. It doesn't mean you're kissing ass, but being the lowest person on the totem pole for that show when you're the MC, it's the MC has the least amount of power. They should be the least vocal. Now, probably some people don't agree with this, and that to me is just incredibly insane. Like, I would never, if I was, if I was, I, if I was the MC on the show, and I have been for people that were more known and bigger and, and, and than me, I wouldn't say shit unless they talk to me. That's just the way it is. Unless, I saw something that was an insane idea, you know? So it's not that saying you shouldn't talk, but it's like, understand, there is a power structure there. And you participate in it when you decide to do this life. So again, there was this, that the ass kissing. And I was just, I could have just let it go, but I was tired when I'm tired. I just fucking get hooked into these crazy ass conversations, these low vibrational conversations. And then... Well, I said, you know, okay, I don't know how it's going to talk, but I said, that's just not, you know, that's not ass kissing. It's, and anyway, she just kept saying, well, what's the goal of this conversation, man? I already apologized. But like, that's not, you understand that that's not going to make me feel good with the conversation. I fucking apologize, man. That's not, well, that's, that's not a, that, yeah, that's, we're not, you could say, I'm sorry, but you're like that. You know, it's like, it's got to be like, hey, man, I get it. Everything's chill. And I appreciate the person waiting. They didn't have to. But to make it a power structure thing, it is a power. People are more powerful than you in life. It happens. You can either play the game or not. It's the same thing with John Morant. He pulled a gun on Instagram Live in a state where it's an open carry state. And gun laws are as loose as a fucking, a fucking... You know, I don't know, whatever the analogy is. They're loose. And you got senators in that city putting guns on their Christmas cards, okay? But the NBA has its different set of rules. You cannot have a firearm. That's just the way it is. And if you want the $200 million, you got to play by the NBA rules. 
So what's the most important game? So for me in the comedy game, when you're, you know, a guest of a headliner, you got to play by their rules within reason. So, you know, there is power structures in life. And so it just sent me off in a different tizzy. I said stuff like, I'm like, are you five? Like, this is how it works. I was definitely, you know, a little insulting to this person. And she would argue back at me and was for about five minutes. And then I said, you know, this is just a couple of things back. Not terrible. Nothing really insulting to each other. Just a heated little discussion. And then I was there and she said something to me. And I looked to the, the moderator and I said, did I say that? And then she said, that's a power move. That's a power move. <laughs> I was like, why? And she's like, because you have her there. And you're sitting here and you're talking to me. And I'm like, it's being documented, so we're all on the same page here. I go, I'm protecting myself. And I said, you can put this conversation on Facebook. I don't care. And she's like, I would never do that. I'm like, well, that's what people do now. I'm essentially doing that now if I decide to release this. But I'm just trying to, like, put, like, a simple belief system out there of how things work so people understand structures. And then I said, I said something to her, and it pissed her off. And she's like, it's a power move. And I go, Why? I go, I'm just talking. She goes, it's a power move. I go, why? And she goes, because you're fucking famous. And I said, that's got nothing to do with anything. I'm just a person. So I'm famous. It doesn't mean that's you projecting you onto me. Like a, Mel Gibson can say something to me and say, get me a fucking sugar. If I'm standing next to him in Starbucks, he's higher on the scale than me. I don't have to get the sugar. I can be like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm not going to do that for you. It's not because he's Mel Gibson. I have to do it. You know, or if I'm in a movie and I have two lines and Mel's a star and he needs me to do something to get out of his eye line, I'm going to fucking get the fuck out of his eye line because it's fucking he's the star of the movie. Right. So it's like that's just the way it is. There are power structures within this game. But she said, like, I couldn't say this thing to her because I'm famous. So that means I can't be a human. Then she just fucking got up and stormed out of the room it was about 30 feet away, pointed a finger at me and said, you are a fucking psycho. You're a fucking psycho. I would never fucking work with you again. Calling me a psycho and stormed out. And I said, okay, that's on camera. You saw that. I'm the psycho. And I haven't heard from her since. And that's fine. And I had four other, um, I said, I told the club, I'm like, I don't want any more MCs for the weekend. And then I said, you know what? Just keep it. I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to have... Different MCs this weekend and hope to God we don't have any issues. And everything was great after that. And I, I wanted to be bigger and I wanted to go through it because I was like, okay, you know, it's not right to take away another person's opportunity, whatever little opportunity it is. But it is cool to meet people in different communities. Like maybe I see one of these and I saw some great comedians this weekend. So I think I was a bigger person because I could have not had any openers the rest of the weekend and I allowed that. But I didn't want one person ruin the rest of the fun for the others. But that is a way to, you know, exert your power, which I could have and I didn't. So what's my point in this whole story is, A, this is the slice of into my life of why, how I can't be a normal person when I want to be. B, this is why a lot of people in my position just have people do their dirty work. And when I try to talk to people, you could consider it a fucking, a fucking cool moment to have with me. And it'd be cool. And see, I mean, like, I'm not unreasonable. I'm an emotional guy. I'm an intense guy. I'm a fucking wild guy. 
but I'm not unreasonable, and I will never discredit anyone and discount anyone, and I will conversate with them all night until I get to the bottom of the story. I never run out of a conversation, ever. So when you run out of a conversation, you pretty much said you're forfeiting because you're basically saying, I can't deal with this person, as opposed to coming to some kind of common ground. And there are power structures in life. But when you try to make it something else, like some power or, you know, I didn't really get the man, woman thing, but like that's just right around there with the power. It's just the way it is. There's powers in life. That's the way it is. People have more power at people at any given time. And that's just the way it is. And that's the way it's always going to be. There are people more powerful than me and I'm more powerful than people. As long as you use the power in a healthy way. And I don't do that. I don't abuse my power. And in fact, if I did, I would bring it up. Because I have been in situations where I'm going to go, hey, this looks like a fucking, it used to be, you could fucking just, let's just say, uh, you, you could, you, people would hook up, like, on sets, actors and actresses. That used to be a thing. It probably still is. But now they would be like, well, who's the more powerful person there? And it's usually if the guy is hooking up with the girl, he'll be more powerful, even if the girl is more famous. If the girl is more famous, hook up with somebody less famous, they wouldn't say shit. So my bottom line is this. It was an interesting story. Hopefully it gets to you. I have no ill will against this person. Hopefully we'll talk it out one day. But I just want to let you know, if that's your game of like power structures and that's a power move and all this bullshit that you hear on the fucking internet and these fake-ass movements... It's never going to get anywhere with someone like me. What gets to me is real, honest conversation, integrity, vulnerability, and being able to go, okay, I can see how that's annoying. I'm sorry. Not taking your ball and storming off the playground. Hey, guys, I hope you like this intimate content. <laughs> like, subscribe. Peace.